0: I wouldn't even know how to do that. What do you do, just like walk up to random people and go, hey, blah, 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 sports. Sports Empire, the podcast, a part of the DynastySportsEmpire.com podcast network, dare I say the flagship podcast of the Dynasty Sports Empire podcast network. We bring you the latest in sports and fantasy sports with, shall we say, a lighter approach to what most people consider a very serious undertaking. On the show today, episode 77, recording on September 13th, 2022. We've got your week one overreactions and underreactions and our analysis on that. Buying or selling on the week one disappointments, week two look ahead, and some picks, of course, so you know what to fade. Albert Pujols gets more than one home run a week and passes A-Rod as well. For more, you can follow us at DSE Podcast on Twitter. And so let's get right into it. As always, I'm your host, Jeff Roman, alongside me tonight and every night is a guy who, like 56% of participants, is out of Survivor. Tim Reinhart, welcome, Tim. Out, um,
1: and... You know, it comes down. Well, it came down to a lot of things. I had the, um, I had the the Broncos, and it came yep. down to a sixty-four yard attempt there at the end. Um, well, and I want, yeah, well, good, ahead, good. Ahead. I wanted to yeah. ask you a question about that too. So,
0: yeah, I, I mean, I wanted to talk about that. let I mean, let's talk about that first because that's fresh in our minds because it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, the to set the scene here, the um, the Broncos got the ball down uh just one with a couple minutes left after they had first kicked a field goal went down four to go down one yes uh in in a fairly weird move uh in the first place, but all of that with you know notwithstanding they they did get the ball back and uh had a very kind of lackadaisical drive which which was capped off in the last minute and a half around midfield where they uh, just ran one play between a minute and a half and uh, you know 25 seconds left and yeah. end up pretty much settling for that 64 yard field goal. Um, you know I think you know people are stuck on whether you should go for it on fourth and five or kick a 64 yard field goal, but you know they didn't have to necessarily be in that position with that little amount of time left. They could have had a lot more time and a much different situation than kind of how they they overall mishandled it i think
1: yeah so they they were it, it it's clear they were playing for a um for a field goal right like they're they are um right they're not trying to score a touchdown on that last drive so i i actually don't have that much that much of a problem with the with the time management because i guess if let's say they go for it on that fourth down and they get their five yards because it, it was fourth and fourth and four, fourth and five. Um, they they're going to be in long field goal range, but they also had two timeouts still. Right. So they yep. could have thrown the ball uh, or gotten the first down, called the timeout. Now let's say they have um, 12 seconds left. They can still run another play, use the middle of the field. And, um, what do you call it? Call another timeout. So there's at least two, maybe three more plays. I guess what's odd to me are a few things, like the clock management piece, where the play to get it to fourth and five. One it looked like Russell Wilson missed um, a right. wide open Jerry Judy, who could have caught and ran for a bit, um, but he was just so he was so into checking it down. It seemed at that point. Um, so that aside. They they run that play, and then they ran 40 seconds off the clock to get the 20. Right. I don't have a problem with them slow playing that drive. I do it, but the 40 seconds, that's a lot. 20 right. – I mean, and, and that was clear when yeah. it was like we're going for the field goal. Um, or that's when it seemed clear, to me at least, that I know the broadcast, they were kind of shocked. But I was like, oh, they, they've got to be going for the field goal because why would they take it all the way down to 20? doesn't make any sense.
0: Right. I mean, they, they got in field goal range. The Broncos got in field goal range pretty much every time their problem was getting it into the end zone. Like, they were able to get into field goal range, easy field goal range, easier, I should say, field goal range, um, pretty much all day against the Seahawks defense. It's 430 and, yards. Yeah. <laughs> and, like... You know, and they flashed the stat when they got the ball, like Russell Wilson, like leads the league since 2015 in fourth quarter comebacks. And then this one just fizzles, not because of a sack or like a great defensive player interception or or anything like that. It just like it just kind of fizzled. (laughs) Like it was really strange. And and the those 40 seconds that they run off were ran off were so so, almost surreal to me because it was like, well, you know, are you going to what are you going to do? they were just like kind of hanging around and obviously they're going for the field goal. So they're running the time down. Um, but it just felt like they were just standing around settling for the second longest field goal in NFL history, you know? And it, it was just very, very weird. It, and yeah, uh, I, you know,
1: it's an odd, I, it's a, it's a coach making his first, you know, uh his first major like decision like that. And then like, I think the bigger problem I had with all of this was like, well, if you're gonna use timeouts right like which they used all of them, but they used them after they lost the football, like right, what was that?
0: yeah, they used them just out of spite at the end. they didn't use them when they could actually help them right like set their set a play, you know, get some fresh legs in, rest some you know do whatever like during their drive to to win the game, they didn't use them. Just used yes. them out of spite during the, during the kneel downs. Um, so that was, you know, weird. and I think, yeah, I mean, I think the other thing is, is like, you know, if you're faced with a, a fourth and anything with your, you know, back against the wall at the end of the game, you got Russell Wilson. Like you just paid all of these picks and all this money to get Russell Wilson to have him go win games for you, you know, at this situation. And, you know, the fact that that's not your default is, is kind of, um, you know, a big deal. But I think this one it was so big and and such a like uh, marquee standalone game that everybody everybody was watching and everybody kind of had the same reaction. Like, what's going on here? Uh, I I don't think this is gonna like stick with them, and maybe they'll snap back in the other direction. Just go for yeah. all fourth downs from now on. Um, but I I feel like you know I think this is this is not something that's gonna be re- repeated so much. I think you know, because it's such a big deal. Um, I think they will take that, take that one to heart going forward, but it was just, yeah, as you said, very strange. I mean, kicking, kicking down four was, was strange to me too. So, Cause it's like, just go, just go for it. And then, you know, do Smith is not, you know, taking their offense anywhere in the, in the second half. No, they, so they really going to get the ball back. You're going to get the ball. You're going to get at least, you know, at least one more, if not two more chances at a touchdown. Um, so that that part was a little bit weird to me as well.
1: I would have I imagine they would have done that. I can't remember what the play was, but it was on third down where they had a negative play and they went back. I think it became fourth and 8, if I remember right, or something like that. Um so at that point it um it became more of a necessity to kick the field goal just cuz the the 8 yards was you know, that that's that's a fourth and long. I I guess right. like Maybe I'm in the odd like I don't necessarily blame them for kicking a field goal once they got into the situation like of fourth and five, just because well, if we you know, if Russell Wilson was gonna gain those five yards, he had three downs to do you know, like so right. and they and they were in a third and or, or did they have a fourth down earlier in that drive too that they just they just made. It was the play that they like measured it out and it was a fraction yeah. of a hair. Um, right, that was either a third down that they just got. That was or, a third, yeah, yeah, that was so a third down, yeah. They were in some odd down and distance on that drive. That wasn't like Russell Wilson just right. being able to sit there and pick apart the the Seahawks defense. Um, and they kept on having uh, all those um, issues snapping the football, uh, taking delays right. of game, and or looking like you know, looking like they were, you know. The t- the amount of time the clock reached zero and they just got the ball off
0: was happened almost every other down, right? And that's why they were scrambling at the goal line and that ended up in that fumble, um, or inside the inside the twenty um, because they you know were trying to hustle to get the playoff and they got it off and everybody's scrambling and you know ball pops out.
1: I I um, do not understand this about play calling with Russell Wilson and it goes all the way back to that Super Bowl, the Malcolm Butler pick you're on the goal line. If you want to like utilize Russell Wilson's skill set, why is he not under center play action pass? Like roll him out, get him in one of those weird situations where he's forcing the defender to either come up or defend, you know, a a tight end or whatever that slipped out or one of those like, Across across the formation, like why not do that? Why are we running uh, shotgun draws essentially, um, or you know off tackle right um, in that situation? It doesn't doesn't make any sense. Like that's not right. You have you have a mobile quarterback that's capable of getting himself outside the pocket and making plays. I, I don't understand why you don't utilize that skill set.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's some. Yeah, you're right. There's something weird about Russell Wilson in the shotgun. He like either likes it or, or prefers it, um, because if you look at you know Hackett, it probably has an offense similar to they ran in Green Bay, yeah. which is like you know under center play action on a on a big drop or, or you know kind of a a short drop quick throw kind of offense. Not like okay, we're in, we're in shotgun and doing RPO style stuff. I mean, just look at like. You know, uh, Jalen Hurts is is a younger uh, version uh, of Russell Wilson in that he's a mobile quarterback. Um, but at the goal line, what they they do almost every time, and it's basically unstoppable, is they do a play action, and Hurts is out like rolling right with somebody in the flat, and they either they either um, flow to the running back or they flow to Hurts and or they flow to the receiver yeah. and whichever way they choose he just picks the other one right and, and if it's neither like, of them he runs right like he walks, he you know. runs or, he thro- or he walks into the end zone or he throws it away or he beats them to the corner like there's so many ways that it can just it's it's so difficult to defend and when that's the advantage of having somebody like russell wilson where you know he used to be such a cheat code because it'd be impossible to tackle right you'd you'd get your wide open rusher on him and he'd spin out and run out and throw a bomb. And, uh, you know, I, I think, um, you know, we'll, we'll have this, we'll talk about this in in one of our later segments to see if like that's going to change or not. Um, be interesting to see. All right. So let's, let's do, uh, let's do our overreactions and underreactions. So we're looking at the, um, you know, the, the global, the NFL, uh, media landscape as a whole and, uh, reacting to what people are overreacting to and people are underreacting to. So what are they, what are they, uh, Tim, let's, let's start with overreacting. So what are people talking, I guess, too much about or, uh, reacting, uh, over. So this, this may just be
1: the media that I consume. Um, so maybe this isn't as national as, um, what do you call it? As I, uh, as I think it is, um, the New York Giants. This this is a a tremendous a overreaction, I think, to what, for all intents and purposes, if a field goal kicker can do his job, they lose that game. Um, so there's been this seems like this groundswell of um, like yeah, like new era for the Giants. It's like, well, your quarterback threw for 188 yards um, and you were a, you know, great guts for going for two, um, but you're a professional kicker making, you know, making the kicks he should make away from losing that game. And so is it really a new era? Eh, I don't know. I guess Saquon Barkley, great game hundred some odd yards from, uh, or 180 something yards from scrimmage, I think. Um, you know, so he looks, he looks like he's the healthiest he's ever been. That's awesome. Um, the rest though, I'm not so sure yet.
0: Yeah, I, I'm actually, I agree with you on that one. And mine's, mine's pretty similar. I think just to the, to the Giants game point, you know, what I've been talking about, you know, for the off season is that, the Titans are are obviously the the defending number one seed, but are they as good of a team as they were last year? I, I don't think anybody would tell you that. So, yeah. you know, obviously any win's a good win for the Giants when they've been struggling um, and they have a new coach. So the narrative is like, you know, new coach, new era kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think that, um, you know, is, is that the high point of their season? I don't know. It might, sure might be. Um, yeah,
1: I, I I that's a good good way to put it. I wonder yeah. if we'll look back and say, "Well, they
0: peaked in week 1." Right. Um the other so similar to that one, I have the overreaction I think is is to the Steelers Steelers uh success in in their game.
1: Another one um, with like the field the kickers do their jobs yeah. and Yeah. That's not even a not even a game. Yeah.
0: Yeah, kickers do their jobs It's not yeah, exactly. And I think um the The other piece of it, I think, narratively speaking, right, not a new coach, but an old coach where people are like, well, Tomlin did it again. You know, he, you know, everybody said, you know, it's been 18 years since he's, you know, he's never been under 500. You know, this is, you know, the Steelers team is, is, uh, you know, plucky because of, you know, Tomlin and all these other things. Um, not to mention that, as you said, if the kicker does his job and kicks an extra point, they lose. Um, and they also got five Uh, They were plus five in turnovers and their offense really didn't do anything. Um, They had a pick six and I think they scored 13 points, including overtime um, or 13 points on offense, uh, including overtime. Right. So, you know, I think that one is one that, you know, I look at and say, you know, there's so much difference between the teams as far as turnovers are concerned. And they barely won and they should have lost. So I think that, that seems like a little bit of a mirage and I don't um, know if that bodes well for them, um, you know, going forward. So, okay. All Um, right. So let's let's, Oh, uh, Do you have any else? I have one more.
1: Okay. See what your take is on this. I'll stay in New York. The jets. I think that's an overreaction in the opposite direction. Um, That was – I think they were the better team on the field that day. The score doesn't show that. Um, Baltimore had 275 or 274 or something um, total yards. Their corners, I saw, allowed one completion for eight yards. Um, It's – if they outgained them by – the Jets outgained them by 100. 11 more first downs. I do think that there were a lot of positives in that in that game for the Jets that in if in some way Zach Wilson's able to be a competent quarterback that is mobile and doesn't turn the ball over, um, they might be they might be okay. I'm not saying they're gonna make the playoffs. I don't necessarily think that, but the reaction around again, the media I consume is just uh here we go again. Same old Jets, and I watched, you know, whatever Red Zone allowed me to watch of that game, and followed it on on the Statcast, and it, it seems like it was not as bad as the as the talking heads are making it out to be.
0: Yeah, and the other thing I think is that the Ravens are are good. Yeah, the Ravens are a really good team. They're probably a top five team in the AFC. Um, and and they held them
1: to under three hundred yards.
0: Yeah, and I mean losing to them is not not a same old jets thing. I think you're right. Like it's it, the jets and, and on a lot of a day where a lot of teams that lost, I'm sorry, that one weren't expected to win. Uh, the jets were kind of the one team that uh, the people who picked in survivor <laughs> there might survived. Not be anybody left the yeah. survivor. If they yeah. win that game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think, you know, that, that kind of reinforces that narrative when there was some surprises and here's one that didn't happen. Um, And I think you're right. I think maybe that's not, not necessarily the worst game they've played in the past, you know, year or two. Um, And uh, probably un- unfairly pillared for it i mean, they need the pants that uh
1: dan campbell has the, yeah to well and, and
0: and i think it's on you know you know in new york you're the te- two teams that share a stadium are compared to each other and the giants to their credit had a gutsy win and you know it's a it's a win or lose league right yeah they say nba is a make or miss league that nfl's win or lose you either, either win or lose right whatever it doesn't in the end it doesn't matter um you know, whether you, uh, you know, go for 500 yards or 200, if you win or lose, that's that's the key. At right. The end what, of the day. The, what the so. points say at the end. Yep. Yeah, exactly. All right. Do you have an underreaction? I do. I, what I have people a... are missing. What are people missing? OK, so I think um,
1: this game is getting overlooked and underreacted to because of the conditions of mm. the game and the field. Um, okay. There seems to be an underreaction to the 49ers. Um, I'm wondering what your take is on that game with uh, the Trey Lance uh, move. A hundred and, um, you know, neither quarterback lit up the uh, lit up the field that day. Um, but Justin Fields outplayed Trey Lance um, in that game. So what do we think about that game? Is this just uh act? Ah, Let's uh, what do you call it? You know, throw it away because it they they seemed like they were playing in actual Lake Michigan. Um, <laughs> or was it uh, something that we should probably be a little worried about with uh, the quarterback change?
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's a proper, uh, a good call that people are underreacting to that. I think it's thrown out a lot because of the weather, but there was a bad performance in there, you know um that we that we are kind of overlooking because of the weather i my overarching uh opinion on that is like well just you know trey lance is the great unknown right he's thrown 400 passes in the last five years or something yeah um so i i kind of throw it in a little bit into the well it's just another we don't know right um but i think you're right in that um you know one team kind of Triumphed in the bad conditions, and another didn't. It reminds me a little bit of uh, when my high school soccer team played on our our home field. Um, we weren't a very good soccer team; we were okay, but we played against some some teams in our area that were very very good. Um, and our home field was terrible if it rained. Right, it was dusty if it didn't rain, and it was puddly, giant puddles if it did rain, and. Uh, you know, the other teams would come to our, our field and try to like do their precision passing through through the puddles and stuff. And our team would just run and splash into the puddle and kick it as far as we could. And like <laughs> that was the only way to like to like get, get, work with the uh you know the conditions we were given. That's exactly um, what it I was of, like. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, and I kind of I kind of feel like that with this game, whereas like the you know, Trey Lance kinda of tightened up a little bit and, and was trying to do their precision passing and, and rushing game and and Justin Fields was like, you know what, forget it. I'm gonna roll out here and throw it to the guy all the way down the field and slide in the, you know, slide in the puddles and That's stuff cool. like that. So yeah. um, you know, I think you can throw some stuff out because of the um the conditions. Um, but in the end, as we said, it's a winner-loss leak. They were up ten to nothing or something in, in this in the second half and Um, you know, let Chicago back in and then Chicago kept scoring while they were kept struggling um, after being up by quite a bit. So, um, or quite a bit in this, in the low scoring game. So I think, you know, there is, and it's not like Trey Lance relies on that precision passing game, right? He can run too, just like Justin Fields. um, And and he can go slide in the puddle. So, you know, I I think there is uh, some some semblance of a, uh, reaction that we should have here. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay.
1: What, uh, all right. So we, we agree on that one. Um, what's, yeah. what's your other
0: I, or your under reaction? I, I, I have one. So, um, this, this is maybe, you know, uh, for myself because I'm, I'm pretty high on the chargers, but I think the chargers, um, being plus three in turnovers and barely holding on against a, a inferior opponent in Las Vegas, uh, isn't not being talked about enough because um the Chargers are a team that I think a lot of people are are high on. Um and continually last year they never really finished off teams. They kept yeah. allowing them to stay in the game, stay in the game, stay in the game, right? Even in that in that final game that they uh the Raiders ended up winning last year, right? They they kept hanging around, kept hanging around. So um, you know, if you're plus three in turnovers and you're the better team, um you should finish finish yeah, the job. That, finish, that, it should be easier than that. That should be that should be the twenty-four nine game, not the 24 yes. 19 game. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So they have an improved defense, but you know, they couldn't close them out on offense and, and hold the ball and uh milk the clock. And they couldn't um, you know, finish it on defense with a sack or, or you know, and they ended up getting that the sack that they needed, um, but not till you know, fourth down when they, you know, uh, we're, we're only up five points. So I think, um, you know, when you, you know, you have that big advantage, the turnovers, I always look at turnovers, right. If, if the, uh, you know, one team is way up in turnovers and it's close, that's, that's a warning sign for me. Agreed.
1: Um, I did not get to see a lot of that game. So I don't know how, I don't have the eye test for, for either team, I know that they targeted uh, the Raiders. Targeted Devontae Adams like eighty times, um, right? Yep. But uh, outside, did was there was there a moment where the Chargers' defense looked looked like it was just dominant, and
0: then they let well, them back I, in the game? I don't think that they were ever really dominant, um, but you know, individual efforts from the the pass rusher that they got from Chicago. Boy, I'm forgetting his name. Khalil Mack. Thank you. Um, helped them actually finish off that game. Okay. So without him, right, they're not, they may not even finish that game off. He had two sacks, including one that ended the game. So I think that part of it um, was successful enough for their defense. But again, if you have a, um, an offense that's strong enough on running and passing, you should be able to kind of like almost salt one. Away, right. Um, running down the clock and, and moving the football and getting up, you know, double digits and staying up double digits.
1: Agreed. So. Yeah. Well, it give me give me one second for one more. Um, yeah, go for it. Underreaction only because of when they played. The Buffalo Bills are the best team in football, and no one's talking about it enough because they played Thursday. Um, yep. That is that's I think the biggest underreaction. They look like they're right where they left off in that last game, um, only with a better defense.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, I think, and, and uh, you know, to that point, not a lot of people are talking about Kansas City because Kansas City just, uh, you know, throttled oh my uh, Arizona and it was over from the beginning. Um, and so I think that, uh, you know, not a lot of people are talking about that too, but those two teams are the class of the... Uh, had had the two best wins I think and, and are the class of the a f c and the class of the n f l oh yeah, in my opinion now yep. did you see the thing on on Twitter? um I guess
1: it's one of the guys from I've never watched the show, so I don't really know I know the basic concept, but from last chance you like breaking down Kyler Murray's playing, and he was like, this is why they put a study clause in his contract because oh, no. oh, like no. and he's like there this is the read uh, and he doesn't even look at this side of the, like, you know, just basic. Right. Again, what do I know? I never played quarterback, uh, let alone at, at like a super competitive level. Um, so like I have no idea of what he's saying is like stuff that, uh, it made it seem like this is stuff that a basic, you know, red shirt freshman would know. Mm. And that Kyler okay. Murray is just not, not looking at the right things pre-snap that he needs to look at. And he gets, you know,
0: and that's, that's why one of the reasons why they didn't play well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, this, we talked about it, but the study clause doesn't get in there for no reason. Right. Um, all right. All so right. let's go to our next, uh, let's go to our next uh, segment, which I'm calling buying or selling. Okay. So on, on the week one disappointments, uh, I'll, I'll throw, I'll throw them out and throw to you. And then I'll, I'll react yes. um, to your reaction. Um, so buying means that you are um buying the dip so ah. to speak you're 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 buying stock in them uh selling means that you are selling your holdings on this team and uh they are uh not gonna have success i see all right so buy kind of like a buying low or or yes. you know um, yeah okay or
1: unloading yeah, loading so... before it goes way down
0: got it yeah exactly so i i just because buying or selling could be either way you're buying the badness but in this case we're buying Good, selling, bad. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So are you buying or selling the Cincinnati Bengals? I am a big loss. Oh, sorry. Yeah. To the Steelers. Yeah,
1: I'm buying them all the way. I still have them winning the the AFC North. Um, You know, for four interceptions, um, Joe Burrow certainly did not get gun shy. um, And they kept flinging the football and they flinged their way back into that game that they really had no business being in. Um, And the times where Joe Burrow is going to turn the ball over five times are, it's probably going to happen one time this year. And that was it. So I love that offense. I think it's an underrated defense. Um, So I'm buying Cincinnati. What are you, what are you doing with them?
0: Yep. I'm buying Cincinnati as well. I think they are a a team that, again minus 5 in turnovers Joe Burrow was impressive to me not the interceptions but that he kept bringing them back like unfazed you know five sacks whatever um you know I, they will have a question mark about protecting him as they did last year in yeah, the playoffs my but yeah. um that may ultimately limit their ceiling but I will buy them because I think you know when you have a quarterback that will just you know kind of calmly and Bring them down the field with very little time left to score when they need to score. Um, that gives you an unbelievable advantage, and I think they have that. And you know, even in the AFC, not a lot of other teams have that. Yeah, Pittsburgh doesn't. Pittsburgh won, but Pittsburgh doesn't have that that quarterback. No, they do not. Um, nope. All right. So, are you buying or selling? Uh, the Denver Broncos. We talked about them a little bit. Are you buying? Yourself? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy them. They 400 plus
1: yards of total offense. Um, two fluky turnovers that we think they you know get their play calling squared away. They they score touchdowns there. Um, that's a tough tough place to play. Overall, just period. And then tack on that it's Russell Wilson's first time. Going back, I think uh, I think they're going to be just fine. I'll give them the Aaron Rodgers. Relax, um, I
0: think they're. Uh, I'll buy Denver. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll buy Denver too. I think the you know I talk about it a lot that football is a game of emotion, and we talk about revenge games, right? Um, is it revenge for the quarterback against the team that they left or is it revenge for the other 50 some odd players against the quarterback that spurned them? Right. Yeah. Um, we talked about that with um, Green Bay and not Green Bay, uh, Carolina and um, the Browns. Uh, and and this one is one too, where the fans were certainly amped up. The players on both sides were pretty amped up for this game as well. So, you know, that could have contributed to kind of the a little bit of nerves um, and are a lot of nerves <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Um, for the first in the first game as well. Uh, I don't think, you know, I think it, it, it is. Uh, I think they're going to learn from this and still a rookie head coach. So again, I don't know how much ceiling they have. I don't have them making the playoffs in a very tough division in a very tough AFC, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think that they are, they're certainly not this bad. Um, it's all, it's going to go up from here. So that's why I'm buying. Yep. All right. All right, so uh, buying or selling San Francisco 49ers. I got to sell for right I, I
1: or if it if I could do a third, I guess I would hold, but I, I since that's not an option in this game, I'm going to have to sell. I don't I don't know that Trey Lance is going to immediately click. I guess that's my that's my only real real thought on that. It's not that they don't have the coaching and maybe he'll get there. It's just not going to happen immediately.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, yeah, I'm going to sell too because I was uh, at a higher point, I think on them than maybe you were. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to drop them down and I think I'm going to, I'm going to sell this. Um, I just don't know. I just don't know. Like I'm going to sell because I, I, it's too risky of a stock, so to speak. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take it where it is, and I'm just gonna sell it. Okay, um, that's that's my opinion on San Francisco. Not worth the uh, the roller coaster that the young quarterback is gonna bring them. up yeah, this season, I think that's exactly. right. exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. So buying or selling Green Bay Packers? Another uh, week one uh, disappointment. I will buy
1: the Packers. They're gonna get that fixed. Um, I. I mean, I don't know. It didn't look. It didn't look good. They had the bad drop um, that would have gone for a touchdown early on in the game, and then uh, I guess Aaron will or um, Aaron Aaron Wilson. Who am I talking about? Aaron Rodgers uh, just sort of looked. I don't know, out of sorts, not in sync. Um, I think they will get that fixed. The coaches to. Good of an offensive mind, and he's never had a season where they didn't figure it out. So I will buy Green Bay.
0: Yeah, I'll buy two. I think uh, you know, last year they gave they had an even worse stinker in the first game. Um, granted, not against a division opponent, um, but it was the game was even worse. So they, uh, I, I think. They know enough to to get this one sorted out, and I think they they turn this into a into a, a playoff team and and probably beat the Vikings next time they see them. Yeah,
1: and and let's uh, not yet rivalry game
0: on the road. That's yep. that's tough, yeah, no matter what. Yep, exactly. All right, so buying last one, so buying or selling, uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you gotta you have to sell it because yeah, what what are they gonna do now? Like,
1: so you you notice the absence of. A another wide receiver, right? Like it's. I think you. I think you wrote about this on on social media that, um, outside of CD Lamb, who I'm not the biggest fan of as a route runner, like get him in, get the ball in space to him, great, but he's not. I think he's gonna, you know, run routes super well. It, who who's the guy? Who who's the one that's gonna? that's going to allow CeeDee Lamb to have that, you know, have the ball in space. It's going to be the guy you got to worry about, like Amari Cooper could have been. Um, Or uh, was it Michael Gallup who was, pre or also uh, for for Dak Prescott. Um, The Noah Brown kid, I I happen to think he's good. uh, But, I mean, this is the first real action he's seeing. Um, Yeah, and then... Ezekiel Elliott looks good and healthy and running hard, but that's not going to matter if you're down 15,
0: 20 points in the second quarter. Right. Exactly. I had to look up my tweet because I couldn't remember their names. Noah Brown and Dennis Houston, uh, were there, were there other wide receivers besides CD lamb. Um, they I'm selling, they looked bad even before Dak was hurt. Uh, I don't think I, I, this has effectively become a lost season for them already. Uh, you know, and maybe it's time to you know shut down Dak for the year, tank for whatever pick that you can get, and you know get the talented, most talented wide receiver that's available, yeah, go or most Jackson, talented Smith
1: and Jigba or the, yeah. the guy
0: from uh, um, Alabama. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, I think you know I was I was out on them, and I'm even more out on them now. I mean, even, even without Dak's injury, I think I would sell them um, based on how they played. Uh, I think their, their defense is kind of the, uh, you know, the stars and scrubs approach uh, works when you have one of those stars like Micah Parsons getting sacks. But then, you know, when you have, so, you know, uh, a weakest link kind of defense, uh, somebody who's good, like Tom Brady, is going to be able to, to find that weakest link pretty quickly. Um, and ideally, you know, usually before Micah Parsons even gets to the quarterback. Yeah, I mean that was another game that, like,
1: the defense at the very least. I mean, Mike Parsons has turned out to be pretty crazy forced defensively. That game could have been, I don't know, thirty to three, <laughs> thirty one right. to three. Yep. you know. Yeah, um, sort of lucky that it that it was only
0: nineteen. Yeah, I mean Tampa Bay kind of just took it took it at a, at a kind of a walking pace and pretty much Dallas didn't challenge them at all. Um, they, they just did whatever they needed to do and, and kept Dallas at arm's length, um, throughout the whole thing. So, um, all right. So let me, let me throw one before we go to uh, week two and I'm talking about Albert. Um, I wanted to throw one more hypothetical at you. Okay. Okay. So, um, three preseason games. Do you think, um, so bad, bad teams. I'll just use that in air quotes. You know, played more during the preseason than maybe your stars and your your good players on good teams. Do you think that led them to be uh, fresher and sharper in week one this year um, versus the players who got no time at all or or less time in the preseason? It's possible. You know the the um, the Packers.
1: Did Aaron Rodgers play a snap in the preseason? I don't. I don't think he did. Nope. Um, yeah. A couple of these teams are, are, are gonna probably be using the first couple games to sort some things out. Um, unless you're the chiefs or, or the bills. Right. Um, <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's going to be, yeah, it'll be, they, they don't have that game under their belt The The, you know, third preseason game where the starters play into the third quarter, um, you know, not for good for good or ill or you know this is the this is the new NFL uh with, with uh the shorter preseason so i guess uh it makes sense that you might see some of the like a lions uh which we've uh, i guess followed pretty closely from hard knocks be competitive with one of the teams that you, you know you've picked to go to the super bowl right you or at least to win um, the division the definitely Eagles, to win the right? division like, yeah yeah. So I I think uh you know that that's a game that the Lions can probably stay in longer because they've been busting their you know busting their butts all preseason.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yep. That's just it, something that's that I story. that I thought yeah. about. Yeah. That that I thought about is that you know like Geno Smith, for example, was like fighting off Drew Lock all preseason, all training camp. You know, pretty much playing his hardest when he got a chance to to do that yeah um and so was maybe in more midseason form than somebody like russell wilson who is on a new team hasn't played with them you know at full speed other than you know some training camp snaps so right um just 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 wondering and you know i don't know how long we'll stay in 17 games three um but even if they go to 18 right we might see this more so maybe put that feather in our cap for next year and see if we're, uh, if we're forecasting upsets, um, next year. Um, all right. So let's go to the, uh, week two here. Um, so I just wanted to call out a couple of big games. Um, and then we can, we can go to picks and use that kind of as our, uh, our, our way to look at the games. So starting out with the, I think the biggest one of the week is the chargers at the chiefs on Thursday night. Yeah. Big time game. Um, opened at uh, chiefs plus three. Now or sorry. Chiefs minus three. Sorry. Now it's at chiefs minus four and a half. Um, this one should be very interesting. What I talked about with chargers, um, you know, you know, they obviously have the offense capability to keep up with Kansas city, but if they can they hold Kansas City when they need to hold Kansas City if they don't have a um, extreme advantage in turnovers you know that's what i yeah. think about this game okay uh, i don't
1: i it'll be interesting to see is this going to be um, a track meet you know are we going to see like a 38 31 game like a you know obliterate this this over underline which is at 54 and a half or will the defenses end up playing a, a bit of a bigger role here? I, it, it's a Thursday night game, so those tend to be like lower scoring, messier games. Um, so I, I'm kind of interested to see which way this one goes. Are, are these offenses going to be like clicking on all cylinders or um, is it going to be one of those normal Thursday night games that that is sort of not great football, but we watch them anyway?
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, any any of these group of death, uh, AFC West uh, games are all pretty interesting to me. So that one is definitely a good one as a standalone game, for sure. Um, the another. Uh, well, we talked about Pittsburgh a little bit, this New England, this New England Pittsburgh game. Again, I, I I don't know if we learned a lot about what happened in that game. Um, we thought new England was probably going to be bad on offense. They were bad on offense. They were Pretty bad. Um, we thought Pittsburgh was probably gonna be bad on offense. They were okay. Not great on offense, but okay. Um, this one is going to be a very interesting one to me because I just don't, I'm not sure what we're going to get out of it. New England's favored by one and a half. Um, gosh, I don't know. I really don't know. No, TJ Watt is a huge loss for Pittsburgh. One of the defensive players that probably moves the lines, um, you know, one way or another. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It, any, any scuttlebutt from the new England area? Uh, not, not good, um, <laughs> not good
1: things. Um, not good things. The latest is now that, uh, there's some bizarro, uh, I guess it was a Kendrick Bourne, um, mm-hmm. played, like two snaps for something, uh, really minuscule and there's no real, been no real explanation given why kind of sounding a lot like the malcolm butler incident in that super bowl against the eagles right. um so yeah there's just it's just a bunch of bad gossip that um is taking over this team and um it's really you know this is something that like it, it, this is something that bad teams experience. This is what, like, right. I've I've rooted for a bad team for a decade. This is the kind of stuff that happens, is that, like, you start questioning coaches' decisions and uh, general manager roster build and, uh, you know, does the quarterback have uh, confidence in the coaches' play calls, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is stuff that bad teams go through and the Patriots are going through it for the first time in 20 years. So, right. I don't I don't know. I think if TJ Watts playing this game is, I think this game is an easy call for the Steelers. Um, can they replicate that um, defensive production without him?
0: Right. I mean, one would think, no, I think they are like something like nine and one, if he's healthy and some over the last year um, and, and like, oh, and six without him. 06 and one, I think, without him. Yeah. Um, so he, he he makes a big impact on that team. Um, another interesting game to me is uh, Miami Baltimore, both kind of middle of the pack AFC teams, or you know top middle pack mm-hmm. uh, challenging uh, for playoff spots. So um, Miami obviously held off uh, New England. Baltimore held off the Jets. So we'll see. Are either of these teams like? one of the uh, elite teams in the East or yeah, you're know, kind of just, just a, just a, um, a mid tier, you know, kind of a wild card team. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Uh,
1: sure. Lot will I mean the Ravens had only 60 something rushing yards uh, against the jets. Will JK Dobbins be able to play? Uh, that's going to be a big piece moving forward for them to allow them to run their offense the way they want to. Um, if i had to right now i would i would say that game leans ravens
0: yeah i mean i like the ravens and i and i try to i try to you know fight against my natural inclination to like the ravens here mm-hmm. <laughs> or in most spots um but uh you know miami's just so much of an unknown um even after that one game i don't feel you know, super comfortable about, about which, which way to go there, Uh, especially at the three and a half, um, you know, getting over the three there. It's, it's just questionable. Yeah. Um, I I swear. I'm not going to name all the the games here, Tim, but (laughs) 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 Uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans is an interesting one to me. I love that game. I think, I think New Orleans can win the division. This one's at New Orleans, Um, Tampa Bay. uh, We talked about beat Dallas pretty handily. Um, New Orleans had to scramble back to beat Atlanta um but did so uh, and you know uh, to their credit came back and won that one um so this is kind of you know one of the two games um that will battle I think for the uh, AFC, uh, NFC South divisional title
1: there Yeah I uh, well, I'll I'll save my now this is going to be one of my picks um I think this is going to be a fun okay. game it's it's too bad that it's going to be on at a time where It'll be blacked out in most parts of the country. Um right. wish this was on at, you know, four twenty five or something. But um, you know, give the Saints credit, they battled back Michael Thomas, man. Woof. He he looks yeah. like he's back. Welcome back. Yeah. Uh they got Jarvis Landry at a, over a hundred yards. Uh, you know, they're they're doing those gadget plays still um with Taysom Hill at the quarterback and they're working so you know, uh, I don't think that defense is going to be giving up a lot. I think part of what happened to them there is this was a new offense with a new quarterback that there was a lot of that that was also very mobile. Um, that is not Tom Brady. Uh, so this has always been a tough game for uh, for the Bucks. So I, I wish we'd all be able to see it. Uh, it's right. my only thing. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would, I would love to have that one as one of the standalone games. Yeah. And with my last one, I'm going to jump, you know, maybe the Sunday night game instead of that one. Um, but I'll jump to the the two. There's two Monday nights. Yes. They do the overlapping Monday nights yes. uh, this week. And I'll jump to the second one, which is Minnesota, Philly, Minnesota coming off the big win against um, Green Bay. Uh, a lot of hype on their offense looks a lot like the Rams offense. Yeah. Um, which Justin Jefferson playing the Cooper cup role always open um, and wide open across the middle scoring touchdowns all over the place. Philadelphia's offense um, looked as advertised their defense, you know, was fine until, you know, the game kind of got out of control and they let, they let the other team back in. So, um, you know, both teams are kind of getting a lot of hype Eagles getting their, their relatively tougher games out of the way early here. Um, and so i think a win for philly here kind of vaults them towards number 1 overall seed territory yeah. um but uh, a loss doesn't doom them um i don't think but it'll be very interesting to see these kind of two up and coming teams who famously played uh during the eagles super bowl run in the divisional round so i believe that they're still a little uh a uh, little animosity yep. between the two, so that one should be very interesting. Two two teams that have
1: uh, you know a win and believe they've got a lot of wind at their back, so uh, that's what you want on that Monday night
0: game. Yeah, that one should be very interesting, and with a pretty a fairly high total, fifty one. Um, looking for uh, some offense yeah. in that one. All right, let's get to your picks. All right, so. Uh, a rough start for both of us. Um, you you had you had three L's. Oof. I had two L's, and uh, Tampa Bay saved me. So um, let's go ahead and get let's get let's get your picks here. All right, I'm going to start with
1: um. We'll, we'll st- let's stick on Monday night there, um, and I'm actually going to pick the under on the Bills Titans game that. I'm mm. seeing at 49 and a half um, and I could see this being another 31 to 10 uh, win for the bill I don't I don't know that the Titans are going to generate too much offense and score too many points off that Bill's defense which looked I think the best in football so the bills score a lot but the Titans don't and so we'll go under 49 and a half
0: yeah, this one's already coming down from 51 at open, so I think you're you're on the right side of that one for sure. All right, give me your uh, give me your number two. Um, I will go with the
1: Saints as dogs at home, home dogs. Um, not something you that, see uh, a ton. Two and a
0: half. What did you get? Two and a half.
1: Um, I'm seeing it at three, but if you want to make it two and a half, they're going to win the game outright, so I don't really care about the points. Um, uh, okay. Aha! Now, um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think the Saints' defense recovers here. Again, they, they'll just contain Tom Brady. They won't shut him down, but that's, uh, I think that's a Saints' win at home, and the Bucks have
0: historically struggled in that slot. Okay, I see a three. I'll give you a three. Okay, I think you can get. I think if you can get a three, I'll give you a three. Um, all right, give me your last one. All right, um, this one is
1: gonna be. I'm I'm trying to decide whether I want to do the picks or the points on this one. Um, I'll do the pick. Um, I like the commanders on the road. Interesting. In Detroit, I think uh, that offense looked pretty fun. Uh, Terry McLaurin with the deep ball. They have the rookie uh, Jahan Dotson from Penn State. They're using a healthy Curtis Samuel now. Um, so there's a lot of weapons on that on that team. And like we talked about, there's an actual NFL quarterback, not um, not somebody that you know, uh, Tyler Heneke, for example, uh, that is throwing them a football. So they're want to know, thought their offense played pretty well. I'm going to give them uh, a win on the road.
0: Okay. Yeah. And you can get two and a half there as well. Yeah. So I'll take get that extra two and a half. Um, yeah, I think, you know, the, the Detroit hype train there is, is a little bit, uh, interesting. I have, um, I have an over in that one, um, in pocket from, you know, earlier in the week, that's actually three points to the good already. So I'm not going to put use that one here. But um, that that one should be uh, an over game, I think, for sure. You think
1: so? So I would be interested to see how many games went under. I would bet it was a, a fair amount of them. Um, so I, I think it was
0: uh, it was six and ten. Uh, six one way, ten the other. I was listening to on podcast and now I'm remembering. I'm forgetting which is which. Um, it's got to have been the under. I mean, you had I think the under. I think it's. I think it was the under. Last yeah, night, was 10 was under. Yeah. night was under. Thursday
1: uh, night was under. The yeah. Bears had to have been under. The Jets were under. That's four right there. Without like, yeah. you know, going through yeah. uh, the Patriots. Yeah.
0: Dolphins yeah, had to under. be under. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Ten unders. Six overs. Last week. Like, yeah.
1: So that could be a function of. What you were talking about earlier, which is these teams are not not playing preseason games. And as a result, right. they're they're a little rusty. So so you have it yeah. over on what what what's the number you have on that? The Commander's Lions game. I have 46 and a half on that one. It's, it's already at 49. Oh, so from from earlier. Yeah. So yeah. for I mean, yeah, even at 46, like that's I always try to like think of it. as All right. So what's the final? What am I predicting the final score to be?
0: It would have to be 24 or, uh, twenty four or 24-21 get you there. Yeah, it gets, I'm sorry, that gets you uh, under. That's under. Yeah, twenty four, twenty one is under. Yeah, I mean, I could see 46.
1: that being, yeah, being I twi- I I don't know. I yeah, I'm I'm interested in like basically what you said that these teams are shaky and there's probably some opportunity on those unders, but yeah. But then again, yeah. the Lions scored what they right score? Now. thirty-five points, and the Commanders right. scored thirty-something. Yep. So yep,
0: there you go. Anyway, sorry, I cut yep. you off. No, no, you're fine. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna put that one of my plays because okay. I, I try to make the plays that are available here right now. Um, so I, I picked three sides. My confidence level is. Shaky uh, on these, boat. Oh, here we go. All right. um, so I, I'm going with that uh, Thursday night game. I'm taking Kansas City minus four and a half. Ooh. I just think that uh, I like the Chargers, um, but I think they are not in the class of Kansas City and Buffalo. Um, I, so I, I agree. Think, uh, I, I think this one is going to be um, all Kansas City. So I I'm going to go ahead and lay the four and a half and think that. Kansas city wins by at least a touchdown. Yeah. Um, here. Um, so my next one, actually, you know what? I picked that game. So we're going to go oppo here. Cause I'm picking Detroit minus two and a half. Okay. Um, I think that they, I don't know. I don't like the two and a half, but it's under three. So that's fine with me. Uh, I think this is in Detroit. I think Washington is not as good as the Eagles this one is going to be high scoring. Like we talked about. Um, I think Detroit gets it done. Um, in the end, I don't think that Wentz is going to continue to be inconsistent, which will put points on the board for both sides. Um, and, uh, he'll score
1: for both teams this game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, just like Jameis Winston did when he was with, uh, Tampa Bay, yeah. Uh, he he would uh, throw touchdowns and pick sixes and do it over every week. Um, so my conviction level after we talked, after you t- talked about, it is a little bit low. But uh, I'll take Detroit, okay, minus two and a half. Um, here's the other one. I'm going to hold my nose here. Uh, I am going to take Houston plus ten against Denver. Uh, there's a couple of double digits here. I like this one the best. Um, Houston, I think, is uh, has enough professional football players that they're going to get inside of single digits against Denver. Um, I don't think that they're necessarily going to win. I think this is going to be one of our 20% um, in the, uh, the way the spread matters. Um, but this one, uh, I think Houston is good enough good enough to get the 10. Um, if I got, if I found a 10 and a half, I would absolutely run, but I don't see one right now. So I'll take the, I'll take the flat 10. Yeah. Um, that's probably a good, you know,
1: they always say pick winners, but this is a, this is a time where I think you might be right there. Uh, it does seem like that game is going to be Look, like the test. The Texans have a
0: little fight in them, you know? Yeah. I think you're, I think you're right. I, I think they, you know, I think, Um, A lot of people's priors um, on Denver are probably okay. Um, I think they're probably going to be, you know, a a good team. Um, I think people are maybe still too far down on Houston. Um, They're not going to be great, but I think they're going to be more like a professional football team than they have in previous years. Okay. Yep. So they get inside, they get inside uh, double digits there. So that's, that's my thought. Yeah. All right. And Survivor, we're both out. So I don't have any thoughts on that. I don't really Um, either. I mean, what would, uh, geez. It's a couple of, well, let's talk about it. A couple, uh, let's see, double digits are, uh, let's include nine and a half. Um, Let's do it this way. Um, This is maybe a more interesting way to attack it. So let's say uh, Buffalo uh, minus 10 against Tennessee, Green Bay minus nine and a half against Chicago, Denver minus 10 against Houston, San Francisco minus 10 against Seattle and the Rams minus 10 and a half against Atlanta. Um, Which one of those teams do you think is most likely to lose outright?
1: All scary games. I mean, (laughs) right there. None of them are the only one that I'm confident is. Did you say Buffalo? Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one. Yeah. Yeah. And probably Green Bay. That's at home against the Bears. Aaron Rodgers doesn't like the Bears. I mean, right. I'd rank Buffalo ahead, but yeah, I mean, you can't you can't pick Buffalo every week. So. Yeah, you can't pick that. That's the key. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, that's the only one that I'm sitting here being like, yeah, they're gonna beat they're gonna beat Tennessee. Seattle, who knows? Uh, and who knows? Who knows? Divisional, is. another divisional yep, game. A divisional, game, divisional game. Denver, yep. we have questions, uh, but we think that's gonna be okay. But you know, I learned my lesson last week on picking them, and then. Yep. Uh, the rams it's it's less about what i worry about with the rams it's more so like is atlanta like are they gonna you know be competitive and score a bunch of points mobile quarterback yeah
0: yeah their you offense might be frisky yeah. in atlanta yeah there you go that's a good they, word they, frisky yeah yeah could uh they could keep that one that one might stay close as well um especially with the 10 and a half there uh they Screaming out for a backdoor touchdown late throw to uh, um, Mariota to Drake London uh, to cover that. Yeah, for sure. All right. uh, Let's talk about Albert. Let's talk about Albert Pujols and we'll get out of here. Um, So, so our, our, our boy, Albert uh, Pujols, I've been saying all along that he needs to hit more than one home run a week to get onto pace or above pace. Um, And he did so this week against the pirates, hit two home runs in three games um against them so he is passing a rod which i was really happy with yep. that he did pass a rod yep. um and uh i think it was sunday he did it um and then well neither of us were watching him. the game
1: <laughs> Yeah, well, <neither laughs> was watching.
0: well it was funny because i i previously like i was messaging with some of my other friends and i was like you know uh, send me a message when he's about to come up, I'm like, I need a bot or something that tells me when he's about to come up yeah. so I can turn on MLB.TV on my phone, wherever I am. And um, the bat before somebody did it for me, it was like, hey, he's coming up. So I, I turned it on and he struck out. And then they didn't do it the next time and he hit a home mm. run to, to pass A-Rod. So yeah. uh, I was a little salty about that, but that's okay. Um, if you want a bot that, that tells you when people are coming up, you need to write your own, apparently. Um, so... That leaves him with three to go to get to 700 with four weeks to go, basically Um, 25 or six games or something. Yeah. Now looking a lot more interesting towards the 700. Um, What's your thought now? Does he get there? Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Three, three homers. I think it it seems like they're going to, it seems like they're going to play him a little bit more than they have been, not just against left-handers, um, which, you know, he's not been blasting away at righties, but it gives him more opportunities. Um, three home runs in 20-something games. That's one home run. If, he, if Yeah, if he goes one a week the rest of the way, he's, he's at 700.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the, here's the other thing is that his home runs have been winning games for them. Yeah. His home run in the ninth inning against Pittsburgh won the game for them. Um, his home run, you know, you talk, we talked about the one in Chicago, uh, where it's a one to nothing game. There was another one um, where his home run won the games, like was the difference in the game. So, you know, it's not just kind of like a retirement tour swing for the fences thing. You know, who cares who wins, loses. He's winning the games yeah. out there um, as well. So, you know, not just, not just a chase, but also important, um, player on the team. So that one, um, with those two home runs, I, I, I honestly think that he does now get there. Those two really gave me, you know, I was looking for the more than one a week and he, and he did it. So, um, it may come down to the last six games against Pittsburgh. Um, you know, he had two against Pittsburgh, two against Pittsburgh. Um, the last, you know, there's. Uh, The last series is home and then away against Pittsburgh. Um, So those ones will probably end up being quite crucial Um, or, or he'll do it, you know, the week before when they're on the West coast and everybody's asleep instead of watching it. So (laughs) hopefully uh, I I would love him to do it at home. Uh, I just think it's just much better with the, with the home crowd cheering him on. So I'd love that. That'd be great. And yeah,
1: I'm like you, I, I just want to, you know, you want to soak up every at bat here. Um, yep. Cause it's, uh, it, it's incredible. And I, I saw this, this graphic that said he has, uh, whatever it is wins above replacement, um, whatever the advanced metric is, um, that is higher this, this year, that's higher than any of his years with the angels. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, what a, what a way, uh, what, what a season, um, yep. you know, and get these naysayers out of here about the steroids and stuff. I, I don't need to hear that. Um, you know, just let's, let's get them, let's get them across that finish line of 700,
0: get these Cardinals in the playoffs and have some fun. Absolutely. 100% on board with that. All right. So I already know what we're going to keep our eyes glued to. So we're going to, we're going to just roll it out to yes, there. i <clears throat> on that note, um, keep your eyes glued to all the Albert Pujols at bats, yeah. and keep your ears glued to Dynasty Sports Empire, the podcast. And we'll talk to you next. Right, talk to you next week. Yeah, I I saw it on social media, and then
1: like you texted me. I, I think like I can't remember whether I texted you first or you maybe like it, it was like right after we we uh,
0: we probably both saw it like secondhand. Sure I've heard about second secondhand. The home run. Oh, the home yeah. run. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I was like, just looking, I was like, wait a second. Wait a second, what's this weird highlight in An MLB? Um, and, uh, you know, it was one of those things. Where, like, I was paying attention, but then it wasn't. And then it's like, you, know, you got to be locked in. You got to lock yeah, in. Yeah. It's hard when, like,
1: when the football games are on, um, yeah. both Saturday and Sunday come. To- baseball, man. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's, uh, uh it's going to be special.